I want to take you this morning through um, some of my social media journey over this last week. Uh, throughout the summer, I have been learning a little bit more uh, scrolling through TikTok, the social media TikTok, which I hadn't really done much before. I had an account, but I wasn't doing much with it. But this summer, I've been scrolling through TikTok, and let me just say there's a great deal of time wasting out there in the world of social media and in TikTok. There's a ton of uh, videos out there, but I've also found some really great treasures some incredible treasures uh, that have stuck with me as I've uh, scrolled through these different videos and clips from people. And, and some of these I wanted to share with you this morning. Actually, two of them specifically. But before I do, I do want to say there are some downsides that I've noticed from social media. In fact, I'm looking here at my, my girls and the students around us. The students in particular, I think they can really get caught up in some of the downsides. They're adults too, but there's a lot of negativity that goes on in social media. If you've, if you've done any research or even seen it yourself, there's a lot of negativity that can be happening. There's people all the time sharing their opinions um, and very forcefully sometimes with no regard as to who they hurt. And so I am mindful of that when it comes to social media. There, there, there's no regard as to who they hurt. We, we have to be careful about this concept of cyberbullying. Um, I do believe that that is a real thing that's out there. And uh, we have to be smart about the content that is posted uh, each and every day, there, every month, I think there's 100 billion videos posted on TikTok. Think about 100 video billion videos posted on TikTok every month. New videos. I mean, there, that, is, that is a lot of content. So there's a lot of content. Not all of it is good. But as a friend of mine recently said, he said this to me, and it got me thinking. He said, social media is here to stay. He said the technology is more now than just a tool that we use to get things done. The technology is becoming a culture. And I think we can see that. The technology that we're discussing is becoming a culture. And so, as I said, I've been trying to learn a little bit more about TikTok. And like anything else, there are pros and cons. But scrolling through TikTok for me has been mostly fun because the content on the pages that I'm following are usually silly or encouraging, uplifting. They're generally more positive. Um, so, when I came across a couple of these posts that helped me frame today's message, I thought, I want to share this uh, with the congregation. And so I want to share this with you. So the first one is this. And so it's from a young woman named Brittany Wilson. Brittany Wilson is a professional soccer player for the United States. Uh, she plays on a team in the United States, and she's a professional player. She also posts a bunch of videos. And the main takeaway from her, like, 90-second video was this. She's embraced the hardship when you come across it. In life, when you come across a hardship in life, she says, embrace the hardship. Embrace it. Life is hard. I have, many, have, met, I have had many hard things in my life, Brittany said. You have to find uh, the hard things in your life and embrace them. If you want to get through the hardship in life, find something that you're really passionate about and hold on to that thing. Whatever it is that you're passionate about, she said, hold on to that item. Whatever you're passionate about, it will help you face the hardships. So when you come up against hardships, she says, embrace it, find something passionate, and that will help you get through. Now, the second video that caught my attention was from a man named David Groggins. Now, David Groggins, you may have heard about, some of you anyway, David Groggins is a retired Navy SEAL, and he is the only member of the United States Armed Forces ever to complete SEAL training, U.S. Army Ranger School, and Air Force Tactical Air Controller training. He's the only one to do it. 
Uh, Groggins has competed in more than 60 ultramarathons, triathlons, and ultra triathlons, setting new course records and regularly placing in the top five wherever he placed. David is a former uh, Guinness World Record holder for completing uh, 4,030 pull-ups in 17 hours, and he is a motivational speaker now about his life experiences. Uh, David Groggins, really appreciate him. And, and so as I was watching this video that he had posted and put out there, get, uh, David was speaking at an engagement where a woman was in the audience, and I guess they were able to ask questions, and the camera zoomed in on the woman, and it said, um, David, she said this, she said, David, when you're in that moment in life, when you are failing, and you have to keep going, what do you say to yourself? And David thought for a second, and then he said, what do I say to myself? I say, what if? What if? A lot of times I might be on a 200-mile run, and my body's all jacked up, my mind is broken, my body is broken, my spirit's broken. And I start to say, what if I can actually pull this off? What if I can pull off a miracle? What if I can become someone that no one else could ever think that I could ever be? David said, just talking about that, it gives me goosebumps. Just thinking like that, it gives me goosebumps. I get motivated and I get excited by what I'm thinking about. What if? When you're, fa when you're facing failure, when life is hard and you don't know which way to go, ask yourself, what if? Because if that question is, is being asked by your lips, it is pointing your head and your heart in a certain direction. What if gives you a direction, it gives you a purpose. It gives your head and your heart a, a, a place to go. It opens you up to being creative, not locked down, but you opens you up to creativity and you are allowing your imagination to help you find a way to navigate through the hard stuff that you're going through. It gives you a brighter future. That question, what if? Now, David isn't coming from a, a Christian perspective. And I doubt that Brittany, as far as I know, Brittany isn't depending upon her faith to help get her through each and every new day. But the principles that these two people talked about as I was scrolling through, uh, through TikTok this past week, these principles remind me of the cornerstones of our faith. When you're facing a hardship, embrace it. Yes, it's going to be hard, but God is with you in it always. Don't run away from it. History and experience tells us that God will make a way when there seems to be no way. Be passionate about your relationship with Jesus because that passion is going to get you through the hardship and it's going to give you a purpose as you move forward. And when you feel like you're failing, ask yourself the question, what if? What if God is really doing something here in the midst of my mess? What if whatever my hardship is, it isn't a mistake? What if God hasn't actually forgotten about me, hasn't ignored me, and what if God is using this moment in my life to bring me closer to Him? What if? These principles of embracing the heart and having a passionate love for Jesus to hold on to and learning how to regularly ask the question, what if God is in this situation? These are the same skills that Christians are to use. These are the ones that we use to navigate through our entire world. And so today, our final song of the summer concert music series, the message series, is from Jordan Felice. 
And the title of this song is called Jesus is Coming Back. And so as you watch this song, as you watch this video, feel free. There's plenty of room. We can dance around today. If you want to dance, this is okay. You can do that. But I just want to ask yourself, as you're listening to this video, do you really believe the words that Jordan is saying? That's a place to start. Do you believe the words that Jordan, I'm sorry, that Jordan is saying, that Jordan Felice is saying? So here now, Jordan Felice, Jesus is coming back. thought that the world has kind of lost its way mm-hmm. crazy as it seems yeah i know it's gonna be okay oh yeah it doesn't scare me it's temporary there's something better we got forever and it won't be long because we know our hope is on the way the way so keep your head up
friends, here's the truth. If we believe that Jesus is coming back, then it's going to change the way we do life. If we believe that Jesus is coming back, it's going to change the way we think. It's going to change the way we act. It's going to change the way we behave. It's going to change the way we do things. It's going to change the way we, way, the way we talk. It even changes uh, the way we do what we do. And according to our faith, according to what we believe as Christians, Jesus is coming back and we are to be ready when he returns, to keep our head up and to be ready. There's a couple of Bible verses I want to look at this morning, just, just to kind of a sample, because there's a lot of different verses that we can look at, but there are three I wanted to highlight for us today. First is in the book of Acts. So in the book of Acts, which you may remember, is after Jesus has uh, returned to heaven, he's been resurrected, he spent time with the disciples, and he goes back to heaven, uh, just as he's doing that, the book of Acts picks up after that, after that activity or after, that, uh, after the resurrection. And so here, um, or, or the ascension. So here we've got the story of how the church is really essentially being formed. In the very first words of the, the story, we read in the first chapter, Acts chapter 10, it says this, as they strained to see him, they being the disciples, the disciples are literally watching Jesus ascend into heaven. So he's been with them. They're like, he's gone now. This is like his last hurrah. He's gone. They, as he's strained to see him, they're rising and have two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. As they strained to see him, these two men stood among them. And men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday he will return from heaven the same way that you saw him go. From the very beginning, from the beginning of the church, we see that it's been God's plan for Jesus to return. Like As soon as he left, the first words that we heard from heaven were that Jesus is coming back. Someday Jesus will return. So essentially what is being taught to us as the church is, now go live your life. Do what you were created to do by God and live as if Jesus is coming back because someday he will. In John, in uh, the first uh, John chapter two, verse twenty-eight, uh, and John, by the way, is Jesus' best friend on earth, right? John was his best friend, and so John is writing to the church. He is at this point in time, several decades after Jesus has gone back to heaven, he's now writing to the church and he's pleading with the church to stay faithful. He's saying, "Please, would you stay faithful?" and live the lives that honor Jesus and lift up the faith that God has given to you. And in speaking to the church, he says this. He says, and now, dear children, remain in fellowship with the church. Remain in fellowship. Stay together. Remain in fellowship, I'm sorry, with Christ, so that when he returns, you'll be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. And so here we're seeing, it's as if he's saying, church, take your faith seriously. Take your faith seriously. Don't dismiss it and don't take it for granted. Don't dismiss it and don't take it for granted. Be passionate about working at getting close to Jesus. Do the work of, of working on your faith. Get close to Jesus while you're on earth because Jesus is coming back. And when he does, he's going to be looking for his friends and those who were create, uh, cur uh, courageous in their faith. And then here's one more. This is Philippians, from the book of Philippians, chapter 1. Paul is now speaking. The apostle Paul is speaking to the church. And he says to them, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Here's the punchline, guys. 
Jesus is coming back. One day he's going to make everything right that was wrong. Everything that was right will be wrong. He will fix what is broken. He will restore what is good. He will do away with haters and he will do away with the herders. And everything that makes your life hard will go away. That's Jesus' job. To set right what was broken all the way from the beginning with the Garden of Eden. And one day Jesus will return and he will save us from the path that leads us to eternal separation from God. So embrace the hard now while you can. Because one day, Jesus is coming back. And that knowledge can help you get through your worst days. Because you know that there will be a day when everything will be better. It might not be now. Now might be the lowest you've ever felt. It might be the hardest things you've ever gone through. But what if, in your situation, God hasn't forgotten you? But what if you are where you are, experiencing what you're experiencing, so God can use the time, the talents, the treasures, the experiences, the personality that God has given to you in life? You know, recently I've been hearing a lot of speakers. I don't know if it's um, just on the airwaves, if, it's, if it's they're connected and people are talking, meaning like thought leaders and stuff, but I've been hearing a number of different podcasts and, and things I listen to, uh, speakers and pastors talking about the comfort, comfortability in the church. The world has made being comfort our number one priority, right? Out in the world, being comfort is what everyone seeks to do. If you're not comfortable, you know, make sure you have the greatest, you know, comfort around you. Everything needs to be comfortable. We've made being comfortable our number one priority, but what if being comfortable isn't God's priority for the church? What if it's not God's plan for the church? What if God wants us to be out there being the hands and the feet of Jesus, and that makes us a little uncomfortable? What if God's plan for us is to sacrifice some of our comforts so we can be helping, so we can be sharing, so we can be loving, so we can be doing and administering the work of God's love and his peace and his hope the way God loves this world, sharing that with others. When we embrace the hard things that we go through, when we embrace the hard things of the world, you know, the world is actually looking at us as Christians. The world is looking at us. And so when we embrace the hard things in a world that is looking for comfort, we are showing everyone around us that we believe in something higher than the world around us. When you embrace something that's a hardship and it's not the comfort that everyone else is seeking for, it, people pay attention to that. And they say, why are you doing that? That's different. And our attitudes and actions, when they celebrate that one day Jesus is coming back, and our passion for Jesus, when we do all of that, when we live that out, it's contagious. When we ask the question, what if God, in the face of discomfort, we are actually able to find true and lasting comfort because what if God always, always leads us to Jesus loving us? And that's where the ultimate comfort can be found. And so the next time you experience something uncomfortable, maybe it's you get stuck in traffic, you miss an appointment, you spill milk on your shirt running out the door, a relationship breaks, a check bounces, whatever it is that you are experiencing in life that makes you uncomfortable, something that would normally ruin your day, take a breath, take a breath, embrace the hardship, 
Know that God is with you in it and ask yourself, what if God is actually saying something to me in this moment? He might be using that very thing to build you up or let you be a witness to his great power in the world. What you believe is reflected in how you act. So face your hardships, be encouraged, hang in there uh, no matter what, because you and I, we know, we know that Jesus is coming back. Amen. Let's pray. God, we are not good at delayed gratification. As a people, that is not easy for us. And what we can't touch and what we can't see and what we can't taste and smell is really hard for us a lot of times to believe in. But God, I want to thank you for your word. I thank you for the Bible that has told us and it tells us time and time and time again that Jesus is coming back. And that knowledge, Lord, can set us up for success. Lord, it helps us to get through the hardships. It helps us to set our sights on things that are more than just the temporal, the stuff that we see around us every day. And it, and it gives us a, a, a plan and a purpose and a way to go. And so Lord, I pray that you would help us as we go through this week, as things come into our lives that could potentially ruin our day. Lord, help us to seek you to ask what if, to be passionate about trusting and following you and to knowing that you love us. We pray this today all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.